0: This is the Epilogue Audio Experience. Welcome to Brewing Talks, the perfect marketing concoction. This is your host, Madhalika, and I'm a passionate marketer, podcaster, and an entrepreneur in the business of marketing and communication. On this show, I will brew up some very interesting conversations with some of the most creative minds from marketing, brands, advertising, media, and businesses to get real-time perspective on brand building, consumer insights, digital marketing, about the journey of a marketer, and to know the secret recipe to make your brand go successful. In today's episode, the conversation will be around knowing the perfect mantra to understand consumers better, to also understand if advertising has changed over the years and to deep dive into the fact that does branding really matter to businesses? And to share some interesting insights on this, I have with me on this show, Ambi Parmesuran. Well, Ambi has worn several marketing hats. He's a brand consultant, coach, founder of brandbuilding.com, a brand advisory firm. Ambi is also an award-winning, best-selling author of several books including Nawab's Nudes and Noodles, India Through 50 Years of Advertising, and other books like Sponge and Spring. Out of his 40 years of career, Ambi spent 25 years with FCB Ulka, building it into India's top few ad agencies. Ambi is a regular columnist with Business Standard and several other business publications. Ambi now writes, teaches and coaches leaders across multiple domains. He is also a guest faculty at IIM Kolkata, IIM Ahmedabad, Maika, and he also mentors new startups. Welcome to Brewing Talks, Ambi. It is a pleasure to have you on this show.
1: Madhulika, so uh, congratulations on your new show. Uh, delighted to be. Thank you so much. <laughs> on the first, season. this is the first season, right? So happy to be. Absolutely. On the first season of of your Brewing Talks, I love the. The tagline.
0: Yes, it's the perfect marketing concoction. (laughs)
1: Yes. sounds really cool. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. So I look forward to having our conversations. Yeah, let's go.
0: Perfect. Great. So Ambi, before we we uh, get into specifics about the world of advertising and marketing and branding, especially coming from you, I would like you to share with us some more about your journey. You know, it's it's been a long journey of 40 years so far. So and there's so much to, to understand and explore in this. So can you tell us more about your journey in this? Uh, I mean, how did you start? How did you get into what were the challenges that you saw at that stage, you know, and everything put together?
1: Okay. Thank you. So, uh, you know, I, I come from a, a, a let's say upper middle class conservative family in, uh, from Chennai, uh, my grandfather emigrated to Madras or Madrasi, was as it was called. Mm-hmm. From mm-hmm. Kerala. I'm a, I'm your typical Palgard Brahmin. Okay. Uh, and I'm told, uh, Mr. Gopalakrishnan pulled, pulled my leg on this, that. Ian Session, the the very famous chief election commissioner of India, also a a Palgard Brahmin, uh, has apparently made this comment that uh, Palgard Brahmins are good at three things.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, Either cooks, crooks or civil servants.
0: Okay, okay.
1: Uh, He asked me at a forum, what are you? I said, look, since I write so much, maybe I could be categorized as a cook who cooks up stories. You know, that's my childhood. I I grew up in in Madras and I did my uh, engineering from IIT Madras. But around a year after, uh, two years after I got into the uh, great institute, I discovered that maybe I'm not cut out for engineering. And Mm -hmm. uh, in my final year, uh, many of my fellow students went to the U.S. to do their, uh, you know, MS and PhD. I opted for MBA, went to IIM Calcutta, uh, mm-hmm. and I discovered the world of management and marketing. And, and so, in fact, my getting into advertising was a bit of serendipity. I mm-hmm. you know, I encountered the full story in my book, Spring, Bouncing Back from Rejection, how uh, I decided to... Uh, applied to a relatively unknown agency called Rediffusion because I wanted to do a summer assignment in in Kolkata. And Mm -hmm. I did that summer assignment in 1978, May, June. I liked what was happening in the world of advertising and how a new breed of getting into advertising and changing the world of Indian advertising, definitely. And so, when the final placement came, uh, mm-hmm. I they made me an offer. In those days, there was nothing like a pre-placement offer, but it was like a uh, it was like a pre-placement offer, which was offered to me. So I didn't appear for the final interview for any other company,
2: mm-hmm. and
1: I Rediffusion uh, with the request that you know I want to work in Mumbai, and uh, that's how I started. So 79, I joined Rediffusion. It was a Some of the younger listeners may not know. I mean, they'll know Rediffusion probably. Mm, Right, right. They know that at that time, during the period 78, 79, 80, 81, almost right up to probably mid-80s, Rediffusion was the hottest advertising agency, uh, producing great work for a range of clients. And I got got to work there from 79 to around 81 at Mm -hmm. which stage, Said I'll get into marketing and I, I got an offer from Boots to handle in uh, Strepsil's burn all. Uh, okay. So I joined product manager. I also worked on a very big uh, pharma brand called Brufen. So that, okay. that was six years. Then I went into sales uh, okay. with UDA pages for two years in Delhi and then came the call to get back into advertising. And I joined Ulka in okay. 1980. Uh, I looked after the South. For about uh, five years, then I moved to Bombay, and I was working in uh, Ulka. Then Ulka Bombay became Mm -hmm. FC, and I was there till uh, what 2016. uh, Till I uh, kind of uh, got out. Uh, Succession plan had been done, so I got out and um, I set up my own, you know, coaching, consulting, mentoring practice. Okay. Um, this is my journey. Uh, So my total career about 40 years. I would have spent about 20, uh, 30 years roughly in advertising, hardcore advertising, and around 10 years in marketing and sales. So I have since seen, uh, I actually have seen three sides of the table. I've been an ad agency guy. I've been a a brand guy, a marketing guy, and I've also been a sales guy. You know, the UDI Yellow Pages was actually a hardcore space selling organization. Right, right. I've done a bit of uh, all the three uh, to give you a flavor of uh, my career journey. Yeah.
0: Okay. Wonderful. Great. So, okay. But, uh, you know, so uh, when I was looking at you, when I was going through what all you've done in the past over these years, how do you manage to do so many things together? How do you shuffle between so many things, uh, Uh, Ambi? You're a columnist. You you go as a guest faculty in so many institutes. So uh, what is it like? What keeps you... With so much of energy, I mean, that's something uh, all of us have so much to learn, especially the beginners, the people who have been in marketing and wanting to grow further. There's so much to to understand this part of yours. Right. How do you manage to to, you know, take care of so many elements with so much of focus and precision? So, well, I
1: think. Uh, thank you. You know, I mean, I know a lot of people who who do this. Uh, you cannot do it on your own. So you need to have. So I started In fact, today I say I've written 10 books, but I didn't write 10 books last year, right? I've been writing books now for 20 years. Right, Uh, right. You know, my first book came out in the year uh, 2000, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, So every, every two years, roughly I write a book. So uh, then I've been teaching and doing guest sessions again for probably more than 20 years, right? Mm -hmm. In a small, I've been writing occasional columns, Uh, in various uh, newspapers like Mint and um, uh, Business Line and Economic Times and Financial Express. Uh, Now I write a monthly column in in Business Standard. So these are all, you know, old things. So I used to, what I used to, I mean, one little advice, if someone wants to try and balance all this, is to take out time every week to do these things. So I used to keep preferably Mm. day for all this, you Mm -hmm. know, is you end up working very often, uh, so Sunday is kept aside. Maybe four or five hours on a Sunday to do all these things, whether it is reading, writing, teaching, mm-hmm. and all, right? And so right. you need you need you need a support system. So one, I think in FC Baulka, my long-term boss and mentor Anil Kapoor used to encourage me to do all this. Okay, uh, right, And right. I had a bunch of colleagues uh, who are very very supportive. And uh, mm-hmm. they used to celebrate everything I do. So without okay. that, it will not work. Plus at home, you need to have your family uh, mm-hmm. supportive of what you're trying to do. So if right, you have that, right. no big deal. I mean, it's it's no big deal. Anyone can do it. Yeah, uh, okay. support system in place yeah
0: absolutely absolutely okay great ambi so uh we, we move on to specific questions on on you know uh, what we would like to hear more from you on uh, on the space of marketing and advertising uh let's understand this changing and the ever evolving consumers okay so can marketers really understand the consumer mindset is it is it really complicated or is it easy to understand? Is that that we are trying to make it uh, complicated uh, complicated ourselves? So what do you think, what do you have to say about this ever-changing consumer and the consumer mindset?
1: Well, you know, uh, it is the job of marketers to understand how consumers are changing and stay in line with how the consumer is changing and maybe stay... uh, Maybe one feet ahead of the consumer, so that you know you're already there when the consumer reaches you. So mm-hmm. the way we, you know, I think David Ogilvy said that you know, uh, consumer is not a moron; uh, she's your wife. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I'd like to add a qualifier saying an average consumer may not be your wife because you know you may be mm-hmm. from a different uh, uh, different social strata. So you need to invest in understanding consumers
2: mm-hmm. and how
1: they are changing. So, which, which means you have to do your classical, uh, you know, research. Uh, you have to do, spend time meeting consumers. And mm-hmm. if you're fitting uh, your full-time uh, occupation should be to understand consumers, because, you know, this whole thing about changing consumer uh, is nothing new. Right. Mm-hmm. So right. Consumers, are not in one place. Consumers keep changing, whether it is the 1950s Indian consumer or the 1960s uh, consumer or the 70s consumer or the 80s consumer or the 90s. They've all Mm -hmm. constantly changed.
2: Right.
1: Good advertising and good branding is understand this changing consumer mindset Mm
2: -hmm. and
1: create products and services which Appeal to this changing consumer mindset. In fact, in my book, Nawab Nudes Noodles, mm-hmm. uh, India for 50 Years of Advertising, right. I've tried to capture that. I've tried to uh, look at changing consumers and right. how advertising has managed to capture that change. For example, uh, in 1983, uh, there was a very famous ad for a pressure cooker brand called Prestige, mm-hmm.
0: which
1: had this very famous tagline right. jo BBC kare Pyar, right. Aise kare in kar.
0: right. now the
1: right. same ad today uh, may cause an uproar okay Correct. so today you'll have to do something different right Correct. so uh, like what for example Airtel did where this, you know there's a lady boss giving instructions to the husband and then he's working late and then she says bye to him and then she's driving and then he gets a call and you discover that his boss is actually his wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, let's get keep the, keep the HR yeah. issues. But you know, right. uh, that's the changing Indian woman, right? Mm-hmm. So, change, so, so these are things which I've captured. I've, I've looked at various parts of how Indian consumers, how, how marriages are changing, uh, how motherhood mm-hmm. is changing, how parenting is changing dramatically in this country right? Hmm. So consumers are changing. And if you were to dissect the change, and, and that's what I've tried to do in my book, is that how different aspects of consumers are changing. For example, how a marriage is changing, right? Especially in urban India, at one time, it was uh, the wife used to quietly listen to everything the husband said. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in significant part of society today, that doesn't happen, right? So how right. marriages change, or how women have changed, right? Women have become mm-hmm. more educated, and therefore what does it mean earlier good old days even buying a pressure cooker was a decision mm. the husband took no longer mm. right now even a washing machine or a car the wife will want to go with the husband and take a look at the car right, right. she may not drive right. the car. so so marriages have changed women have changed uh, look at how parenting has changed uh, mm-hmm. uh, at one time it was all about you know you know child is uh, you know become you know you're underweight you eat more and stuff like that but today parenting has become more aggressive right you want to push your child to, to study you know to study right. harder etc etc compete right. in sport so parenting has changed uh, foods have changed right I mean who would imagine in the 1960s that all over India one of the most commonly consumed snack is a noodle right right, right. in the 1960s you only got in a, in a specialist Chinese restaurant, right? So dramatically things are changing and, and it's a, it's a myth to say that, uh, consumers are changing now and that mm. they were static for, you know, last 50 years, not at all. Mm-hmm. Consumers have constantly changed. Uh, maybe the rate of change keeps altering, right? For example, uh, during the pandemic, uh, one thing which has happened, which is interesting, mm-hmm. Is that uh, you know because restaurants are all shut, mm-hmm. uh, are not able to eat out, uh, you know not able to get food from out the way they used to, and mm-hmm. then children are at home, so they are bored. As a result, we've seen a huge uptick in packaged branded foods, right? Right. Right. Packaged branded package because the, you know the child is saying, I don't, I don't want to have dal today. I don't have chapati today, so the mom says, "What to do? Okay, I'll make pasta for you." And I will look at, you know, I'll go and buy, let's say, Sunfeast uh, EP mm-hmm. pasta thing, and I'll make it for you, right? right? Or I'll, I'll, I'll make something else for you. I'll, I'll buy a MTR uh, bagala Bath, you know, and hmm. I'll, I'll make hmm. you know, uh, bagala Bath or whatever bath for you, right? right. So, so dramatic changes have happened, and which is why package good manufacturers have had a hmm. great time. Uh, right. During a post the uh, post the major lockdown we had, mm-hmm. the other thing which is happening is because of the pandemic you are scared, right? So you want to buy the more more trustworthy band, the the, the bigger brands, correct? The bigger brands. So I think if you look at uh, uh, the last say seventy five years of of Indian consumer journey, you are moving uh, from. Uh, a completely controlled economy mm-hmm. to economy where things are available and you're kind of spoiled for choice. Whether, right. it, is, uh, whether it is automobiles, motorcycles, scooters, foods, dress, right. uh, shoes, computers, televisions, washing machines, you know, so it's a huge, you know, uh, availability and that availability also changes consumer behavior right, right. how do you go what to buy so right. some of this i've heard i mean obviously it's a, it's a it's a moving target consumer is a moving target you have to if you want to be successful in marketing you have to invest in understanding consumers where right. i right. find a lot of companies i mean i i i, I work with companies i mentor Uh, marketing folks and I tell them look if you have uh, your you know marketing communication budget is 100 right right? Uh, if you're not spending 10 of that in monitoring consumers understanding consumers Mm -hmm. then using your 100 well enough Mm -hmm. spend that money understanding consumers then you'll be able to know what to do better with your marketing money Right, Correct. And also, what to do with your brand. Madhulika, let's dive yeah. a little deeper to how do we understand consumers? I mean, it's easy to sit in, in a podcast and, you know, keep pontificate about it. But if you, if you look at the minutiae of this, and if you go mm-hmm. back when I started my career in 1979, how did we understand consumers? We actually did focus groups, right? You right. called consumers, talked to them. Uh, you did one-on-one. You went and met consumers, spent time talking to them. Then you actually stood outside a shop and observed how the consumer was shopping what we call right unobtrusive you know um, observation studies then right. you did something called home visits you actually went to a consumer's home looked at their kitchen looked at their pantry and studied all that right so right. that is what we call qualitative research then you actually did quantitative research where someone went to the questionnaire asked questions you know got data uh, large samples, thousand, three thousand, four thousand samples analyzed. It did did a lot of statistical techniques to segment consumers, create groups. Now, in the last ten years, we are seeing the emergence of digital, right? Right. And right. Media. So today, consumer today consumers are chatting about brands. Not all the time. Most of the mm-hmm. time, they're chatting about about movies and cricket. But they right. also chat about brand. They chat about you right. know, I, I bought this. Uh, you know, this shirt and it doesn't fit me or mm. I bought this and the color is fading, mm. you know, mm. uh, I bought this shirt and uh, the buttons come off. Right. right. Com- right. Consum- consumers are ranting and raving. So there is a lot of chit-chat happening on the net Correct. about brands and about products. So right. if you wear a marketer today, you will spend time monitoring this. You Correct. will spend time listening to consumers. Like, so I'll give you a small... Example.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, the other day, I saw an ad uh, which Accenture had written, i'd uh, mm-hmm. released about talent. They, they did a full page ad about how they're looking for talent, right? Mm-hmm. And I said it's a great it's a great initiative to advertise uh, looking for talent in a time when people are talking about uh, no jobs and nothing. So I, I tweeted that and I said, well done, right? And, and I and I tagged Accenture and and within. A, uh, an hour or so the CEO of Accenture had put a thank you. Obviously, you know, uh, she mm. saw the tweet, she said thank you. Now that was interesting, right? They were, which means the CEO of the company is actually listening to consumer conversation around a brand. Right. right, so, right. so so i I tell I tell companies whom I advise, listen, you don't need to put Post messages every day on Facebook or LinkedIn or Twitter or Instagram. You don't need to, right? Hmm, hmm. Let's say you're a tire company. You don't need to do all that, right? But keep, but at least invest money in listening to consumers. Invest right. money in, in listening to what the consumer is saying about your brand and what right. they're saying about competing brands. So if I'm Seat, I will listen to consumers' conversation around Seat. Right. But I'll also listen to consumer conversation around or on an MRF and Bridgestone and Michelin and all that, and and you may find a way to get into the conversation, right? So right. you need to. So we call that uh, what is it called? ORM, online reputation management, right. you know, uh, sure. or 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 you do what we call social media analytics and yes. you, the mood of the conversation, and then that's I would call it. It's literally free market research for you if Absolutely. you don't do. If you don't do it, I think you're committing a crime.
2: Mm, mm.
1: So while consumers are changing, and probably they're changing, you know, pandemic may have pushed some changes forward, but may have pulled back some changes. For example, I feel pandemic has been a kind of wake-up call to the millennial generation. The millennial generation before the pandemic was all about, you know, live for today, you know, Mm -hmm. travel around the world, go on multiple holidays, etc., etc. Right. There's been a way for them. A lot of them are now saying, look, I need to invest in a house. I need to have an apartment, right? Some mm. uh, of them are saying, look, I need to have a small car because, you know, traveling in public transport is is problematic for me. So, right. a lot of those kind of major, you know, changes have happened. So, we'll know in the next two years how this pans out, whether it'll, whether we'll get into a new, new form of work that, you know, people don't go to work every day. They only go once in two days, once in three days, how do mm-hmm. meetings I'm, I'm writing a, a series of columns in a website called citizen matters where I'm exploring mm-hmm. this whole idea of future of jobs. Now, how okay. are jobs? Right. So, so consumers are changing. So the, the short on, I mean, that's been a very long answer to your short question, mm-hmm. but the point is consumers have always been changing Right. And in the last, probably because of the pandemic the changes have been, in some senses, accelerated.
0: Correct, correct. But uh, as you said, like a lot of things in terms of research and understanding consumers are based on understanding, uh, you know, through the digital world, right? Public sentiment, uh, you know, and all the analytics that you spoke about. So are we saying the older methods that used to exist, what you spoke about in terms of, you know, home visits and group discussions, are they all irrelevant in today's time or they still exist in some form?
1: I, you know, a lot of new age marketers may say they are irrelevant, but my feeling is they are still very relevant. Okay. Right. Uh, You know, online digital tools can only give you that much. Uh, You still need to do home visits. You will still need to do, uh, you know, focus groups. Right. Today, Mm -hmm. the agencies are trying to marry the two. They're doing focus groups on virtual platforms. Right. Right. But that may not provide all the answers you want. Again, mm-hmm. old research, um, quantitative research was mm-hmm. based on interruption, right? You randomly pick a person and get them to answer. The problem with a lot of digital tools is that it is self-selection. Mm-hmm. Self to answer, you know. Uh, so if you only go by that, you may you may come with a wrong conclusion. So you need to balance all the three. You need mm. to balance old, uh, the good old type of research. Uh, you may have to balance that with home visits, with qualitative research, spending time right. with um, what we call ethnography, different forms of ethnographic research. So you go right. and spend a lot of time with consumers, probably spend a whole day uh, with the consumer observing, you know, what they do. So right. all that has to be put together. You cannot say now that, you know, I can monitor uh, Twitter, Insta, uh, I don't need to do anything else. Uh,
0: right. And also, uh, also, mean because there has been a, a, another way of looking at how people respond, react or share content on digital, right? Sometimes there has been a debatable, uh, you know, uh, perspective to things that people do f- put up a different face on social sometimes. Right. So you don't even know whether you're really looking at the real consumer or the consumer behind a social media screen of an Instagram or a Facebook. Right. So, I mean, at times that's a, that's a way of looking at whether your data coming out of it or your information coming out of the research would be as real as you want it to be.
1: Absolutely. I think uh, you hit the nail on the head. There is a lot right. of venting and anger on social media. Okay, right. on the digital platform, uh, which may be exaggerated. So when I tweet, when I, I tweet something positive, right? So for example, right. there was an interesting story about IIT Madras Innovation Park. So I tweeted that, right? It it got maybe you know whatever 20, 30 likes and you know two or three retweets or whatever. But if the mm-hmm. same thing something negative, right? About this ad is stupid, right? Mm. I'm guaranteed to get a hundred likes and forty retweets, right because right. somehow there is a lot more anger out there, correct right? so uh, if you were to go back to when uh, Maggie was having that problem, right
2: mm-hmm. and if you yes.
1: read the kind of negative comments about Maggie, uh, mm-hmm. you have probably come to the conclusion that Maggie is dead, you know Maggie cannot mm-hmm. be revived in this right correct and i gave, I gave an interview and readif.com uh, about basically consumer sentiment and Maggie, uh, what the issues I see and, you know, etc etc. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think the interview is still there on rediff.com. So I, uh, I had said, you know, Maggie is perfectly safe. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they used that as a headline in their uh, interview. Mm-hmm. So the day after the interview appeared, the lady who had talked to me, called me and said, sir, have you checked the interview? I said, no. Uh, what is the problem? She said, No, both good about They She said, You know, there are 100 comments. I said, Okay, that's good. No, she said, Yeah, that's good. But 99 of those comments are saying that mm-hmm. you've taken money, you're pitching for the Nestle account, Rediff has taken money, I've taken money, we are all crooks. I said, Yeah, yeah no, that is okay, let it be. So, sir, should I, you know, what should I do? Should I take down the interview? I said, Why? Let it be. Right? Mm-hmm. If you want to put down the the headline, maybe you can change it to say, "In my opinion, I think Maggie is perfectly safe," or something like that. You know. Right. Uh, so she didn't do anything. I think it continued. I think it's still there.
0: Mm-hmm. But you know, if
1: I people cursed me within uh, a few days of the interview going live, right? Mm-hmm. And then look at it. I mean, Maggie has come back with a bang. Maybe Maggie is. So you know, if if I was sitting in Nestle, I would have been really shaken, saying, Are people hate Maggie. They will not come back. Our brand is doomed." Not at all. I mean, they they got a smart new managing director who said, "This kind of ranting and raving will go on for some time. I will quietly start uh, mm. my own about you know fans of Maggie saying we want it back." Right? right, and they did. And Maggie is back to where it was. Correct, uh, correct. You know, so the problem is if you only look at the online, uh, online uh, chatter happening around your brand, mm-hmm. you get carried away. You know, in one direction.
0: Right. Right. Maybe, right.
1: You know, so you need to to always take it with a pinch of salt
0: right right absolutely so uh, great so th- that was a interesting insight from you uh, ambi now uh, in continuation with this con- changing consumer which you spoke about you know over a period of time i am also uh, coming towards the to the area of advertising so while you did specifically share you know share a few examples on that uh, as we say that advertising is a reflection of the changing society uh, is it also the case Vice versa, has advertising impacted people's life in a way that there has been paradigm shift in the way we look at things? Uh, You know, has advertising been responsible for shaping opinions or is it always the other way around where what's the way society is shaping up or changing? That's what advertising is, you know, sharing in terms of its commercials, content or, you know, in today's time, you know, anything that we see on digital media. So do you think they are kind of going hand in hand or one is always at the upper hand of dictating the rules for how the advertising should be shaped up?
1: Well, I think, you know, advertising's job is not to change society. Advertising's job is to sell products and services, right? Mm-hmm, right. So, so when, it, when you go back to Dalda, uh, mm-hmm. which hindustan uh, Lever or that time it was called Lever Brothers launched in India, Right, right. Uh, they were. What were they trying to? They were trying to get Indian consumers. There was a shortage of ghee, and ghee was very expensive. So they are trying to get Indian consumers to switch from ghee to dalta, hmm. which is you know hydrogenated vegetable oil, which tastes uh, a lot like ghee. Right, hmm. but there was a lot of negative propaganda against Manaspati, including right. even uh, Mahatma Gandhi had written in in Swaraj that. If you eat food cooked in Vanaspati, you can go blind, right? Mm So they had to fight that kind of negative perception. So they made ad, they ran it on TV, uh, not TV those days, cinema, long ad, ran on cinema. They set up demonstration cooking counters in thousands of shops around India where they made puri and gave it to people to eat and taste. So with all that effort, they managed to convert Indian consumers who were kind of, tied in with, uh, with uh, ghee to start cooking with Vanaspati. So, mm-hmm. like this, advertising has taught Indian consumers and consumers around the world to use new products and services, mm-hmm. whether it is to use uh, a two-wheeler, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: advertising got you to, you know, uh, or if you go back, Usha sewing machine, when mm-hmm. it came, they set up sewing uh, uh, teaching centers around the country mm. to let women learn how to use a sewing machine right? in order to sell more sewing machines. Right. Uh, paint companies taught, you know, India, we used to put tuna. Right? Mm. They had to teach mm. Indians how to paint their walls. You know, so you can go on a uh, Maggie taught Indians how to eat, uh, how to make and eat uh, noodles.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Right. He made biscuit, which is a totally alien concept for India. You know, a national breakfast, right? Mm -hmm. So that is something which we in advertising do very well, which is to understand consumers, see what what buttons to press and how to get them to use a new product or a service. So it could be uh, consuming a biscuit or or Maggie noodles or it could be using a cream or it could be booking a flight ticket through, uh, you know, make my trip Mm-hmm. or applying job through naukri.com so that's what we do that is the hardcore thing we do right, right. now if you were, you know if you were to layer an extra thing so should i now start looking at society and start hmm. commenting about society start changing society well i don't think advertising can change society
2: hmm.
1: advertising hmm. Can, can reflect the positive things hmm. of society Okay. Or, or can for example, uh, Tide. Uh, I think yeah, Ariel has done this very good campaign, right? Mm-hmm. On mm-hmm. right? Where where the whole thing is not only does Ariel uh, uh, Ariel is a very good detergent; it cleans very well. But mm-hmm. why should the only the woman? You know, why can't men also do the cleaning? Correct. Now, correct. in a sense, the hidden subliminal message there is that Ariel is so easy to use, right? Mm-hmm. Even men can use. Right. Or, mm-hmm. or look at Tata Tea. right? Tata Tea is not just about a refreshing cup of tea, but it refreshes even your your attitude towards life. You ask, you know, it, it gets you to ask the tough questions. Right? So, mm-hmm. you know, does it mean that Ariel will convert a million men to go and wash their clothes? I doubt it. Right? Mm-hmm. I doubt it. That, that, that may not happen. But because right. Ariel is saying it, it also communicates other messages that's like very easy to use even men can use it etc 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 so i think somewhere we get you know some people in advertising get carried away a bit by saying look what is the next big social trend we should catch on to you know mm-hmm. should we talk of lgbtq or should we not talking of you know uh, differently able people right. uh, you can yeah. do that but don't expect society to change because you ran a 30-second commercial featuring a, a girl who, who stammers or whatever, right? right you cannot right. Society do that. Societal change, let's say, you know, we've got all kinds of deep-rooted societal issues, whether it is rich-poor divide, religious divide, caste divide, urban-rural divide, we have all those divides. Those divides can be only be uh, only be handled through social reformers, you mm-hmm. know, mm-hmm. and and political leaders, and maybe to some extent, uh, uh, you know, films can Hmm. address some of these issues. Advertise in 30 seconds. I don't think you're going to change how uh, an average Indian man looks at an average Indian woman.
0: That's right.
1: You can't even expect that to happen.
0: Correct. Right. Absolutely. Great. Uh, so, I'm moving on to the area of uh, from the changing consumer to advertising, how it's shaped up over the years to to the topic of branding. So, branding—how uh, relevant or how? clearly understood it is by business owners and businesses, especially, you know, the medium and the small size businesses. Is it something that is more of a, of a you know, a meeting boardroom conversation between the CMOs? Uh, that is, that's where it really exists. Or does it really play a vital role in the area of shaping our businesses? And how is it of relevance to these, uh, you know, to these audience as well?
1: Um. I think, you know, if you were, if you had asked me this question, say, 20, 30 years ago, I'd have said, you know, branding is largely in the big companies, you know, uh, big companies are worried about branding and, you know, creating a brand identity, you know, creating a brand identity, protecting it, maintaining integrity, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, but in the last 10, 15 years, uh, the term brand has percolated to all levels of Indian business. You know, I have a lot of small entrepreneurs who call me for advice mm-hmm. you know, from like Bhuvaneshwar and Indore and, and Coimbatore and Madurai to say, mm-hmm. you know, we want to build a brand because everyone, you know, what is happening today
2: mm-hmm. is
1: retailers, retailers have become very smart. So when you right. want a retailer to stock your product, so mm-hmm. the question is, to your brand? The
2: mm-hmm.
1: next question they will ask, is advertise it advertised TV? Mein aata hai kya? Mm. so if you if you if you don't you know if you have an unknown brand you don't advertise and the retailer says I can't stock your product
2: right mm. so,
1: so one I think even small manufacturers you know running mm. 5, crore, 5 crore businesses in right. one district of India maybe Vijayawada or, or Guntur or Nagpur they are aware that you know having a brand will help them you know, mm-hmm. whether it is B2B or even B2C B2 or even B2B, they are mm-hmm. aware of that. They believe that. But the thing is, a lot of them kind of struggle with it because some of them think, you know, branding is very expensive. You know, what right. they do, not realize, what they don't realize is that uh, you can do cost-effective brand building if you mm-hmm. understand, you know, that what is your... Uh, Uh, what is paid media, what is shared media, what is your owned media and how can you maximize that? Mm -hmm. So I I give this little uh, story uh, about, uh, now it's a very big trucking company Mm -hmm. uh, based in India. So they were, they had uh, many thousand trucks and they were Mm -hmm. wanting to recruit truck drivers, you know, they wanted to train Mm -hmm. drivers and, you know, make them into truckers. So they advertised in the local paper. They advertised in local language papers, uh, you know, for a month or two, but nothing happened. Then, then someone had the bright idea, you know, why don't you know we got these thousand trucks driving around all of South India? Why don't we write on the back of the truck, right? Drive, wanted call nine eight two one zero whatever 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 right? Mm-hmm. You won't believe it. After that, they have never had a shortage of drivers.
2: Right. Okay, okay. So
1: that cost them nothing except for a little bit of paint Correct. To, to paint on the truck, right? But Correct. they understood that, you know, so when I when I look at, when I when I start looking at some of these small entrepreneurs, I find that, look, your packs are all very different, mm-hmm. right? Why mm-hmm. can't you pack your pack? Why can't you put your brand name the same way, mm-hmm.
2: you know? Mm-hmm.
1: have some uniformity. Then they'll say, no, Dada ji ne kia tha. Mm-hmm. I say, Nain. yeah. <laughs> But you're trying to build a brand now. So you mm-hmm. decide what it is. And then maintain uniformity. Mm-hmm. You know, same thing on your, on your delivery van. Right? Delivery mm-hmm. van, nothing else is written. Right? Mm-hmm. But those things, you now people are waking up and they're finding that, you know, yes, you know, there is a, an importance to building a brand. I mm-hmm. can, you know, brand will help me get a better price. Brand will help me build customer loyalty. Mm-hmm. And awareness today. And my, my feeling is in the next 10 years you'll have a big explosion of brands across product categories in india some okay. of them may sell in only one district some of them may sell in one state mm-hmm. but you know but a lot of product categories people are understanding i mean uh, there is a company which um, talked to me uh in and they make bindis right mm-hmm. and they want to build a brand of okay. bindi brand right okay so just one there is another company who is talking to me which is into popcorn right mm-hmm. and they want to have kiosks to mm-hmm. to give popcorn so they like this these are just a few like this there are so many companies all of them say look we have a business but we need to build a brand uh Great. Okay. this is not good enough the there has to be a a brand which which can help the business get hmm. into the next
0: no it is amazing to see this uh you know this change happening uh you know especially from business owners perspective that they are really uh, you know waking up to the fact that a brand needs to be built and established for them to literally go to the next level of scaling up their businesses because otherwise if you see uh, a lot of business owners always understand things from numbers perspective about if this changes or if this color happens, will I get my ROI? What's my ROI in return? You know, it's like, everything grounds up to the revenue. So if, if there's no direct correlation that they see, you know, somewhere there has been a bit of a discouragement for them to pursue their areas of interest in, you know, branding and advertising as such. So great, that, that's great to know that this kind of a shift is really happening, especially in small towns own business owners as well. Uh,
1: what? So, you know, just to step in here, you know, earlier, mm-hmm. there was a feeling that, you know, uh, branding is only meant for these big companies
0: right right,
1: right. Uh, today even someone running a 5 crore 10 crore business says mm-hmm.
0: that why can't
1: i build my brand right mm-hmm. take it to the next level and and you know the other thing is of course small businesses will not have the money to invest so they all get scared That mm-hmm. i don't you want know, brand to you know uh, brand banane ke to 5 crore chahiye, 10 crore so, yeah mm-hmm. but mm-hmm. you want to build a brand let us say uh, cookies, which mm. sells in town of town of Vijaywada. You mm-hmm. don't crow for that, right? At right, of Vijaywada, right. take four hoardings or six bus shelters, okay? Mm-hmm. Get a fair amount of exposure of your brand. But then the brand messaging has to be same. What you put on the poster, what you put on the bus shelter should also be on your pack. Right, the color right. Is same, the logo should be same. You cannot have multiple messages going on. Right, Right. which how they are learning to
0: understand right absolutely that's great Uh, okay so Ambi I'm going to come to the next question which is going to be about uh, what just happened a few days back and that was the budget for 2021 so has this budget this year's budget obviously had a lot of uh, you know uh, pointers coming in from the pandemic recovery and all those uh, areas but any impact on marketing and advertising do you see uh, you know uh, that we can derive from this year's budget. So
1: let me give you a little bit of a historical thing on on these annual budgets. You know, the problem with our budget exercises every year, some tinkering happens, mm-hmm. and uh, and for some years we had gone into a socialist mindset. So uh, we in advertising used to actually worry. So mm-hmm. there was something called a advertising surcharge which was important. Mm, right, if a company right. spends x amount on advertising, you're know, right. disallowed. Which right. means it has to come from your post-tax uh, money. Right. Which means if you're spending 100 crores on advertising, uh, willy-nilly you will end up actually spending 120 crores. Mm. Right, so it's a big deal. Mm. And this the government has done it two three times in the past right? Mm-hmm. Fortunately for the last, shall we say, 15 years, mm-hmm. we had, you know, that kind of a regressive move against, you know, advertising, mm-hmm. right? If you look back uh, our own uh, tries with destiny that our, you know, annual budgeting exercise happens in this country.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, advertising have gone through fairly chilling times. For example, some years ago, maybe I think what uh, 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 some years ago, there was a problem about, you know, we are spending too much money on advertising. So let's tax it. Companies mm. are wasting money, uh, and 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 the thought was misguided in a sense that if uh, if a product is ten rupees, and if the company is spending let's say ten percent of its uh, uh, you know sales revenue on advertising, mm-hmm. which means if you don't advertise, you can sell the same product for nine rupees. Now mm. the point is you can sell the product for ten rupees because hundred million people hundred million people are buying the product, mm-hmm. right? To get 100 million people to buy the product, I need to spend 10 rupees on advertising, right? Uh, if I if 100 million people don't buy the product, the product I make will actually cost me 15 rupees to make. You know, therefore, advertising builds volume. When advertising builds volume, it brings down the price. And that kind of sanity has sunk in in the last 20 years. So mm-hmm. there is no, no surcharge, advertising surcharge being levied. So we are, in a sense, the ad industry is now relieved that at least that kind of fear is gone. Now coming mm-hmm. to, to the other fear which we used to have with the GST regime has reduced it dramatically is that every year, you know, excise duty on soap will go up, on shampoo will come down or right. something, you know, washing machine will go up. in On automobiles, it will come down, it will go up. So every year, you know, mm. it was a, you know, you had to be ready with, you know, we even had campaigns on, you know, buy television at pre-budget prices because Mm -hmm. post budget prices means your television is going to cost you 10% more or whatever. So fortunately, Mm -hmm. since a stop, you've got a lot more stability in terms of uh, GST regime. The rates are not being tampered every other day, right? So the budget is not a bad. I wrote a column sometime back about how uh, it's good to have these budgets, which are boring budgets Mm -hmm. because, you know, there is no excitement on this price is going up or that price is going up. So I think that way this year's budget has again been that way. No major shocks to the right. marketing advertising community. Yes, I think there is some tampering of import duties, which means some product prices may go up a bit, uh, right. uh, which is fine. I think I think we are all moving towards more stable. You know, again, income tax regime, no changes in income tax, more stability. So all this points so towards a good thing and. And if the company, if the government invests the kind of money they're planning to invest on, on what we call infrastructure, hopefully that will create employment, that will create industrial growth, that will do well. Uh, The other good thing is the fact that the government is seriously thinking of privatizing some large Mm -hmm. government enterprises. And I've had the uh, opportunity of serving, you know, uh, working with some of them as clients and some of them are absolutely fantastic organizations, whether it is i worked, handled IDBI Bank. Uh, mm. In fact, the, the identity of IDBI was created by our agency, which is that orange and green identity. And mm-hmm. uh, LI, LIC, we worked on, again, the LIC logo, the mm-hmm. yellow and blue logo was, you know, created by our agency. And I uh, I did the uh, one-on-one uh, convincing of, uh, I think, Mr. Vijayan, when he was the CMT mm-hmm. of LIC. So I think okay. opening up a lot of these, of these companies into public, uh, public mm-hmm. shareholding is a very good thing, and and a lot of a lot of public sector enterprises are actually very well run. The myth is, uh, mm-hmm. is that you know that that uh, private sector is very clean and public sector is not very clean, not at all. Mm-hmm. I worked Indian Oil for a long period, LIC, IDBI, UTI, and I've always had great relationships
2: with
1: mm-hmm. uh, these companies, and I think it's good to see that some level of privatization is happening so that the public can get a share of their uh, their growth and the government can you know uh, reap some of the money which uh, they have as equity right. in the- so that's going to be good for the stock market i think
0: wonderful Wonderful. That's good. That's great insight, Zambi. Uh As a concluding uh, uh, remark, what would you like to say to all the marketers? Uh, now here, I would also like to emphasize on, you know, you. I, I read your uh, column on Business Standard a while back, I think a month back. It was about the, uh, the four-step formula about, uh, you know, facing and kind of combating a consumer rejection. Right. So how do what is and also I think when it comes to marketers, this is one area where a marketer really, you know, it's like a big blow for them. Right. Not when the consumers are not responding to your brand, when the consumers are not responding to your messages uh, in terms of advertising, promotion. So it's kind of, you kind of want to go back to the drawing board, but there's always this discouragement that you face from everyone right around. So how do you, how do you face it? How do you come out of it? So what are your, you know, uh, tips about, uh, you know, that you would like to share with the marketers?
1: So I think, uh, you know, uh, there's an old uh, saying uh, in, in in a Harvard Business Review article, which I think I've quoted in one of my books that, there are no tired brand there are only tired brand managers okay every mm-hmm. and every brand can be energized every right. brand can be can become better okay. okay but to do that you should be ready to take risks you mm-hmm. should be ready to uh, make mistakes right okay. and fail so you may launch something uh, which may not accept may not get acceptance which this right. you know i say that look you have to face the failure Right. And then you process the failure, find out what happened. Then you have to learn from the failure. You know, what was mm-hmm. the mistake made? Right. And then you have to reboot. Right. right. So if you look at, uh, I worked on Tata Motors for a long period as a client. And, you know, the way Indica was launched was a great launch. Right. But then
2: mm-hmm.
1: within a year of the launch, the company, the, the brand faced all kinds of problems. So the mm-hmm. company went and met consumers, thousands of them, did all the retrofits, you know, fixed a lot of issues. And then they came back. They learned all the lessons there mm-hmm, and they mm-hmm. booted it and they came back as Indica V2. Indica V2 went on to become the largest selling car in that class. Now, right. someone said, yeah, you know, first of all, Tata's will never succeed in, in mm-hmm. cars. Okay? Uh, and, and they said, you know, when, when, the, when the Indica had all those issues, they said, ah, I told you so. Tata's cannot make a good car. But mm-hmm. they said, we make a good car and they fixed it. They learned all their lessons and they came back and did Indica V2, which went on to become a top seller. They followed that up with Indigo, which mm-hmm. again, the largest selling sedan in India. Now all this happened because they were ready to fa- take risks, take risks, mm-hmm. learn and reboot. So if, mm. if you want a brand, you got to be ready to take risks right. and you, you may get rejected. When you get rejected, instead of dying, you have to wake up, uh, process the rejection, learn from that rejection, and then you reboot. Mm-hmm. A lot of brands have come back. Right, a lot of brands have faced initial failure and they come back. Look, I mean, uh, and I think the new age brands do that all the time. They call it. They've got this new term now for that, right? Pivot. Right. So right. So something doesn't work. You pivot. You do something else. Right, and then you you become a success. Right. Mm-hmm. Look at. Uh, Uh, Mintra originally started as a company which made gift articles, you know, Mm. T-shirts and caps for companies. Then Mintra then understood how to make T-shirts, how to make caps. And they said, look, why can't we do something on our own? And they moved towards fashion. Mm
2: -hmm. They
1: became a very big success. So it was completely different from what they were trying to do first. And I think that's one, a hundred such examples. So if you want to build a brand, you have to keep Innovating, you have to keep taking risks. You cannot mm-hmm. worrying that you know it'll get rejected by the consumer. Do right, your home right. after, do your research. Even after doing all your research, you may still face rejection. Right. When you're hit with rejection, face it, process it, learn from it. Right. And then right. you get better. All brands, all brands have gone through that. Whether it's a, a biggest brand to the smallest brand, all of them have faced. You know face rejection all of them have faced challenges but the smarter people have said no we will we will figure out what to do and then go back again right and the idea is uh, never give up uh, mm-hmm. always be positive right and and, and let's be uh, let's face it you know marketing is an exciting field right branding, branding is you know highly exciting highly energetic because you are really the face of the company, you're, you know, meeting consumers, understanding consumers, tailoring products, right? Mm-hmm. So, so when you're doing that, you should be ready to face failure. And, right. And right. Uh, be then able to pick up and uh, get on with your life.
0: Right. Absolutely. Wow. These are, I mean, I mean, something to really take away, you know, in terms of the key lessons of never giving up, taking risk, facing the problems and obviously unlearning and coming up with solutions. Of, I think it's definitely relevant in this context of having this conversation marketing, but I think even otherwise in our life, right? uh, I think this really stands so relevant and so true, Uh, you know, never giving up on any situation and being positive. Uh, Amazing discussion, amazing insights. Uh, It was really, really great to have you on the show, Ambi. I mean, very, very meaningful discussion that I had with you. Got to understand so many aspects of our changing consumers, our, you know, the world of advertising, branding, Uh, Thank you once again for being on the show. It was a sheer pleasure. Uh,
1: thank you Madhulika. Thank you for having me on the show and uh, all the very best. Thank you very much.
0: Thank you for tuning in. If you have liked this episode, do comment your thoughts or DM us on Instagram at media. Do rate us on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to Brewing Talks on media website or your favorite podcast app like Jio Ghana, Spotify, Apple Podcasts so that you get notified when we come next. Stay subscribed. I shall catch up with you in the next episode. Till then, stay creative, stay safe and take care.